See, I want to say something about friendship and relationships. Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Brooke Matthews, who tells us, love you guys, and I listen to you every week. It is nice to know when I feel I have failed at motherhood that it is totally normal. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Meredith from That's Inappropriate. And I'm your host, Tiffany from Juggling the Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give, you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we are talking about uh, science. Uh, science. <laughs> cool. Sounds fun. <laughs> we are talking about a study uh, that states that the most successful kids have parents who do these four things. So oh. we're giving you some insider science information today. <laughs> um, uh, a recent story that was trending in the news this past week is that uh, schools are now dumping iPads and returning to paper textbooks because they say iPads are a major distraction. Wait, schools don't have paper uh, textbooks anymore? Well, we'll get into it. And see how the divorced, uh, there's this trending story about a divorced couple who is living together with their new partners and the combined six kids under one roof. It's a pretty interesting story. I can't wait to hear it. All right. And then we have, uh, my good buddy, um, principal Jerry Brooks on the show today. Yay. So before we get into the topics, let's tell everybody how they can win the opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. It's easy to enter our co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like Filter Free Parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter. Every time you enter is another chance to win. All of the contest rules can be found at podcasttakeitorleaveit.com. This episode's code word is Grove Collaborative. From the U.S., text Grove Collaborative to 44222 for your chance to win. From Canada, text Grove Collaborative to 158-780-04323 for your chance to win. Grove Collaborative, all one word. All right. Is my good buddy here? Yes. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you now. Hello. Hey, how are you? So very excited to be here, especially uh, with the two of you. Oh, pip, pip, <laughs> cheerio. We're so excited to have you today, Governor. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing absolutely great. It's a beautiful day here in Kentucky, and so I'm doing good. It's cool, so I'm fat, and I'm not sweating, so I, that's always a good day. <laughs> oh, my God. I love his energy so much. <laughs> oh, he's. I told you, he's one of my most favorite people from the internet. Okay, well, tell us about him. All right, so uh, my, my principal friend here is at an elementary school in Lexington, Kentucky. His educational experience includes six years in the classroom, two years as an intervention specialist, and 12 years as an administrator. He is a passionate public public speaker who focuses on encouraging and helping teachers improve their instru instructional abilities. He also has a desire to help administrators successfully lead their staff. And I've seen him in action, by the way. Um, I do a little series with him called the Pep Talk Series, where 
a bunch of us go out and we tell some jokes and have a good time. And I got to tell you that this man um, is so funny and so engaging and just tells it like it is, which is why I think we get along so well. Mm -hmm. And I love his videos. And so when we met um, about over a year or so ago, it was just like this super cool, like click. I mean, maybe it was just on my end. I don't know. Absolutely. It was a very, very, hey, you did miss that last line on that description about um, how good looking I am. Did you forget that or did you wipe that out? I'm sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I will make sure to find a way to eloquently add in your um, fantastic looks. Very Brad Pitt. Exactly. Exactly. But like younger Brad Pitt, not like now. No offense to Brad Pitt. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So, uh, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Very, very excited to be here. We usually start our show with a mom fail moment, but you're a dad, and dads fail right. too. What? Oh, absolutely, on a regular basis. So why don't you give us a dad fail moment that you've had? It could be anything that you could think of that um, just, you know, a moment where you went, oh, oh my. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a perfect one because I just did a video on Aunt Becky and the college scandal mm, mm. and the idea of parents always following rules and policies and not breaking those. Right. And so I had I was um, driving my he was I think he was probably third grade at that time. He's 22 years old now. I was driving my third grade um, child to a field trip where the parents actually got to drive. And he, I had him and another one of his friends. And they said three times as we were getting ready to go, do not stop anywhere do not stop anywhere, go straight to the field trip. And I decided I wanted to stop and get them donuts. So I got stopped and got them donuts. And the one child decided to get a cream horn. And when he ate it, it got all over his clothing. So as we got out, he had powdered donuts all over himself. Um, And my 22 year old still brings that up to this day that I did not follow that rule. And he was embarrassed because we got out of there and there was that cream filled powdered all over him so it was a major dad fail for sure mm. oh i don't know that sounds pretty amazing to me <laughs> well well that's what i thought i thought why are you complaining we're getting a cream horn do you know what a cream horn is and <laughs> he you know i for somehow some reason i raised three very rule conscious children and i am Aww. not at all and they are embarrassed anytime i do something that i shouldn't be doing they they will they follow the rules directly and i you know i'm a i'm an aunt becky for sure <laughs> Well, I loved the video that you did about that and talking about the fact that it's very, it it can be very confusing for our kids uh, because they are constantly being told to follow the rules and then as by by parents and teachers, and then we go and do stuff like cut the car line or tell them it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just go because we were all guilty of doing that. Uh, But, but your video was fantastic because I as well completely... Uh, I, I was so outraged and I know it's not something that's super uncommon, uh, with schools, you know, taking these bribes and whatnot, but it's still, it still got my goat because these kids work so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany, it's a saying. She said it still got my goat. goat. It's a saying. I like how he didn't even skip a beat though. He's like, I hear you. That goat was gotten. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. You got my goat. That's absolutely it. Well, and that's what we, you know, deal with it. And and here's the thing that I I wanted to stress to parents and I've done a couple of interviews is that, you know, you breaking rules may benefit you right now, but you're showing your kids that, that you can break rules. And then when they're teenagers, they're going to break those rules too and throw that back in your face. So you just right. got to be real careful that, you know, right now, you know, a good example too is we have we have book character day and we say no scary costumes, no scary costumes. We announce it, we send it out, no plastic weapons. And 
we always have five or six kids come in scary costumes and the parents say, well, we didn't want to buy another costume because it's around Halloween or that's their favorite book. And, you know, again, you're breaking a rule. You're understanding that and it's going to backfire. It may help you then because you didn't have to buy another costume, but I guarantee you it's going to backfire you when you're, when you're, when your teenager wants to start breaking rules because you've been slowly breaking rules and policies, you know, all their life. You know, I have to, pick a fight with you here on this one though because my child's favorite book was the emperor's new clothes and there was a huge problem when i sent him in naked <laughs> well and see with your personality i'm surprised what? you didn't drive him in there naked and said <laughs> that you were the emperor yeah right no i'm just teasing i totally <laughs> i i totally hear you but uh all right so why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about uh your book and what's been going on Great. and you know tell Absolutely. us a little bit about why you started doing what you're doing Perfect. Yeah. Uh, my book is called Go See the Principal, and it's kind of based on the same type of thing that I do when I uh, have a speaking engagement. So I basically use um, the videos that I've created that are all based on something we're dealing with in education and then uh, you know, show a humorous video and then, then try to talk and challenge parents and teachers within that video. And so I created a book in the same way, and so it's got different chapters based on the school, like uh, beginning of school, lunchtime, parent-teacher conferences – and uh, it includes some humorous uh, anecdotes and stories about things that have happened. And then each section includes a um, encouragement to teachers and encouragement to parents and encouragement to administrators. So it's really going to be a great read um, for anybody that would have to go see the principal, which is fellow principals and, and teachers and parents. And so it's, it's just a fun, um, here's some suggestions, a fun, let's get along. And the whole purpose of it was, you know, to be able to bring parents and educators together to say that we have to be able to work together in order to be able to help our children be successful you know, academically, socially, and emotionally. Amazing. Um, and so you're a principal right now, correct? Yeah, I'm a principal in Lexington, Kentucky at a um, Spanish immersion K-5 elementary school. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so do you ever go live on your – because you have over a million followers, right? Yeah, I have about about a million, million followers on Facebook and then about probably about 400,000 on uh, Instagram and, and YouTube and um, and Twitter all the way through. I've not done live yet. I, this is actually my first one um, uh, because I don't quite understand it yet. I'm, I'm you know, I'm still kind of social media illiterate. Um, so I need to start doing that. I want to start doing a podcast, um, you know, the live videos. I, I don't quite understand. And here's my big thing. And even in going on watching you guys live, my ADHD does not allow me to keep talking and read the comments. Right. And not only that, I was going to say, like one of my biggest fears is saying something bad oh, on a live. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's nobody there doing the 10 second rule of you saying something. The dump button. Yeah, and so, the dump yeah, button. That's always a little bit nerve wracking. Wow. So, so when did you start doing all this? Cause I mean, what you've got a lot of people following you and that's incredibly difficult for a lot of people to do. So how did it, how did it start? How long yeah. did it take? Well, the videos came up um, with my school. We had state testing and everybody was super stressed about it. And I thought, you know, what do I do to be able to, to relieve that stress? And so I did a, a funny video about um, we have to have sterile environments for testing, which means everything is off the walls instructionally. And I did a video about uh, a teacher who had removed everything, but she left some staples. And, you know, that was going to help the kids on the state testing. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of sent that out as a humorous thing and then did it for about three, four months. And in December, I did a viral video that um, was what teachers can get principals for Christmas. And it started from there. So it was uh, Christmas of 2017 and I just started slowly and it was one of those things, you know, I ended up with 5,000 followers and then 20,000 followers and then 50,000 followers. And it just uh -huh. moved to, you know, two and a half years later that it's a, a million followers and 
just a huge blessing all the way around. Amazing. Cause it's so different. I don't think there's anybody out there like you doing what you do as the principal. Yeah. Of the well, and, yeah. And the thing with me, it, it, and I think the reason that it is so popular is it's, it, it's exactly what's happening everywhere. If I'm dealing with a parent in a car rider line, I guarantee there are 8,000 teachers doing the exact same thing on the exact same day. So it, it really has opened up the, opened up a ball game to be supportive of each other to say the stress that I'm having. And, and that's what you, where you guys are having so much success. The stress that you're having, the humor that you're going through is exactly what every parent is going through. And so I think that's one of the reasons why these types of podcasts and Facebooks and social media followers are so great because we are hitting the idea that everybody is going through the same thing and let's all laugh together or we're all going to be crying separately. Yes. Well, as a, as a former teacher, I remember watching uh, the video you did about the, um, the, the junk table where it's like teachers about, oh, taking yeah. Scantron machines yeah, the and the, the free table. And it's like, cause all, you, there's always that one teacher who hoards everything in their closets oh, and they absolutely. find, uh, I think, yeah. And I had two of them about, about six years ago. I had two hoarder teachers that would grab everything. And I swear they waited at the door hoping for that free table so they could grab everything off there and just shove it into their hoarder's classroom. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. It is. It, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I just, you're hilarious. You're relatable. That's why it works. And as a former teacher, I just, I respect that so much because I've been on both sides now, right. As the parent, as the educator. Right. And so yep, absolutely, I love it. I love it. We love what you do. I have a question. Yes. Yep. Sorry. And this might be catching you off guard uh, a little bit, but I, so I'm oh, a, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. I'm a, um, a recovering drug addict and okay. I go, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> what? I go to schools uh, sometimes to talk to the kids um, about drugs to try to scare them into not choosing drugs. And I know that right. you're uh, the principal of younger students, but in your opinion, when, when I went to the school, they gave me a long list of things that I could not talk about because the parents uh, didn't want their children subjected to certain subjects. And so it w I had to give them a very watered down version, which in my opinion wouldn't really do them any good. My goal is to get recovering addicts into schools to like tell the whole truth um, about the right. consequences. And as a principal, um, and this, what is your opinion on that? Like, do you understand why we're censored? Do you think there'll ever come a day where we could do something like that? Well, I think, you know, censoring is, is not a good thing, but I also think you have to be sensitive, um, you know, to what it is you're talking about, especially with the grade levels. I, I do think, especially as they go older, third, fourth and fifth grade, they are exposed to this nonstop in their music, in their video games, in their TV, and it's very much glorified, which is sad as it can be. And I do think that they need to hear the realities of what I went through and what I lost and how, um, you know, how I dealt with that. You know, as you get a little bit younger, you don't want to, you don't want scare tactics. No, you, yeah. You, scare tactics. You know, it, it's, you know, like a PE teacher says scare tactics, you know, you're going to die if you don't stop eating this. Um, right. That may be true. And you may get diabetes and you may have problems, but you know, the, it, that Gestapo boot camp type teaching is a little bit scary for youngers. But no, I think that, you know, age appropriateness, knowing the age of those, and especially knowing that they're exposed to very much, uh, so much these days that I, you know, I think it needs to be laid right out there with them so they can see this is a real person. This is a person who's successful, but she really went through some major struggles and that's not something I want to go through in my life. Yes, exactly. And this was high school. Um, like, Oh, well, goodness gracious. No, if it's high school, exactly. let me tell you what, you should lay it out there, scared straight, jail time. I mean, you should lay it absolutely <laughs> out there. Thank you. I mean, you should, because they're dealing with it nonstop and you know, these, uh, it, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I think Unless it should I'm, be laid out there directly, you know? Yes, I wouldn't bust into like an elementary school and be like, drugs are bad, you're going to end up sleeping right. with your drug dealer one day. Right. Oh my, <laughs> oh my. But high school. Mommy, mommy, <laughs> I was told yeah. I'm going to be pimped out soon. <laughs> what does that mean? Yes. Yeah, uh, no, good high school, lord. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Be there I agree. In their faces. Okay, good. Thank I completely you. agree. Um, and I think that, t- I mean, you should be all over, uh, that's, terrible what do you he stop said doing that? don't make that face um you should be all over the place telling this story to anybody who'll who'll let yep. you listen uh and absolutely I, and I, it's great that you're doing that thank you well thank yep, you for I your opinion yep all right so let's move into today's uh trending parenting news which is brought to you by grove collaborative do you have a joke for me yes okay did you want to touch my arm because you like... Well, I was going to say something else. Oh, but... well, go ahead. Well, I was going to say just in case he has to escape, should we tell everybody where they can find him and stuff? Oh, in yeah. Just in leave? case, because you are a busy man, where sh- where can yep. everybody online find you and when is your book available? Uh, well, everything is uh, is the same. It's G-E-R-R-Y-B-R-O-O-K-S, Prin, P-R-I-N. So that's my social media. That's my Facebook. That's my Instagram, G-E-R-Y, Brooks, B-R-O-K-S, Prin dot com or whatever it is um the book is called go see the principal and it's on pre-order right now so you can pre-order it at amazon and target and barnes and noble and then it's actually going to be shipped out um on april 30th and so it'll be there so you can find me on facebook um just by googling um and then the book is going to be go see the principal will be out on april 30th and can be purchased it's it's on sale now it's only 10.99 it'll jump up to 15.99 so pre-sale will be great but it's got a lot for parents in there and i really hope parents will grab it and not just assume it's educators but yeah you can follow it on that yeah i have it right here i have your copy yeah. in my hand it's great wow i don't but yeah. that's fine um, <laughs> i'll send you one i'll send you one i'll even highlight some things you might need to definitely highlight yeah in your life <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if i'm offended i don't know <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm just it's kidding. A good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. We've already got people saying that they're gonna um scoop it up. Yeah, so that's yep, cool. Great. Um so guys, why did the teacher marry the janitor? Because he's um uh, you're gonna really guess? All right. No, no, go ahead. Well, now it's not gonna be funny. Because he swept her off her feet. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. That's a good one. With a broom. Kindergartners would be peeing in their pants right now. (laughs) With a broom. Because he's a janitor. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. For the love. So in trending news, uh, and I I, I saw this story, and I was talking with my editor on the website about it, and I absolutely wanted to get it in on today's podcast because we've got you here, uh, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Principal. But uh, apparently, classrooms uh, across the country, and we've known this for a long time, have embraced digital textbooks, meaning on iPads. But there is a Sydney school who has declared that the ebook error is over. They are banning the iPads from schools, and they are gone back to the hard copy versions of textbooks. Right. So right. what is your thought on that? What do you think about about the use of iPads in classrooms? And do you think that it has had a negative impact on the classrooms and the kids? Uh, should we go back to textbooks? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think it's necessarily negative, but I, I do understand their statements of, of they're very distracting. Um, uh, it, it's, it's a difficult situation. You got to have both because we can't just say paper, pencil and get grab a book because then we're not preparing them for what they're getting ready to get out there. Mm, But I think that sometimes we go overboard and it's, you know, we're one-to-one, get your computer out, get your iPad out. 
We don't ever open a book. We don't ever get a pencil out. We don't write. Their handwriting suffers. Mm. You know, cursive writing is a thing of the past. I Absolutely. Know. How sad. Um, yeah, it is. And so, I mean, I think it has to be a, a compromise. I, I don't think you should throw one out over the other. But I think that schools, you know, tend have tended these days to um, to, to lean the other way. You know, let's go all one-to-one. Let's go all computer-based because that's what the kids are going to, you know, are going to have to deal with when they, you know, when they get out of, of, to the real world. But I don't think you should be dismissing both. They both have tremendous um, qualities and tremendous um, things that they can bring to the table academically. So, you know, I, I understand a lot of them. I think most places are going to let's use both. Most curriculums, when you buy a set curriculum, we just bought a new reading curriculum. It's got a great online component, but it also recognizes that some schools don't have that capability. And it's also got a great print material where we get basils and we get leveled readers. Um, so, I, you know, I think the best case, at least for ours and what I've experienced is a is a combination, but I understand where people are going with that. And personally, I can tell you having three kids in school, uh, their, their writing does suffer. Sometimes I look at this chicken scratch. I'm like, what on God's green earth are you doing Mm. child? Like, absolutely. Yeah. And they've actually asked, it's like, I don't even know how to hold a pencil. And it's like, I failed. I have completely failed as a, as a, a, so it's like working with these kids because yeah, everything is, is touched iPad or, or whatever touch screen. And that kind of does drive me nuts. The other thing I realized my kids didn't know how to do was look up um, the index or the appendix in a book. I oh, didn't yeah. know that that yeah. was at the back. It was like, well, right. how am I supposed to find it in the book? And I'm like, well, you need to go look it up in the back, and then you'll find what page Absolutely. or where it's referenced. And they're like, it. why? And it's well, like, because that's where it and, is. Yeah. And think about think about spelling <clears throat> and think about how detrimental this is to spelling because I'm a horrible speller. Do you know why? Because I can spell check everything. Yeah, we have autocorrect. So, yeah. So I, it I didn't, you know, it's, it, there are it's, a lot of detriments to going worse. only one way or the other. You can't, you can't just say, oh, we're going to do all this. It just, it affects a lot of other things. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. What do you think? Cause your kids are little, little Tiff. I'm feeling some type of way. Tell me how you're feeling. It's, it's, it, this isn't Jerry's problem. So I don't want this to come out wrong because it's not him, but I'm really sad about the world. And I'm sad that there are iPads in the classroom. And I'm sad that kids walk through the hallways and stare at their phones and don't talk to each other. And I'm sad that nobody knows how to do anything. And you want to prepare kids for the future, like teach them things that they need to know, like how to change Absolutely. tires and file yep. taxes and, you know, how to cook food. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and, and, and you know, the, the use of those things can, can be done elsewhere. They don't really have to be done in school, but we are, you know, we're missing the boat. I mean, we just had an assessment. I'm reading some of these questions going, why in the world do they need to know that? I would much rather have them know how to write a check. It's, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, and yeah, I know well, it's higher up. It, it it's is. not you. It's like way yeah. high up, you know, and it's the right. government and stuff like that. But it right. just makes me sad. I, I don't know why I get really nostalgic about it when I think about iPads in classrooms. Like, Right. Well, I I, th- I definitely think, though, at the higher levels, the high school level, and this is obviously a different topic, but we may as well go ahead and chat about it. I think trade schools are devalued. And in high school, they should have an option to be on tr- a track. And if that track is for them to be a, a mechanic or some type of a um, maybe a plumber or whatever, yeah. they should Absolutely. be tracking these kids. And mm. they should also be, be bringing back um, home economics and some other programs. Yeah. We were taught how to write checks and balance a checkbook right. in high school in our home ec class. Uh, and that was probably the best thing ever for me because, uh, you know, these were things that 
you know, nobody was helping. My parents at home weren't helping me with this. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was, I am dyslexic. So I was the worst, worst math student ever. So having somebody at school helping me with that, tracking me and helping me with that was, was a huge benefit. I know that it's hard because you have so much you want to jam pack in a school day, but right. at the high school level, those programs yeah. are sorely needed because we do need we do need individuals that are doing those jobs. We can't function as in a society without oh, that. Absolutely. And not yeah. everybody well, should and, go to college. It's not for yeah. everyone. Well, and, 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 and helping them to be able to go out of that successful. I mean, it's right. one thing to say, you know, I want to be a mechanic, but wouldn't it be great to have three years worth of mechanics under your belt to be able to jump in there and get a higher paying job and be a leader? Yeah. Um, and I, our, we, we're very lucky here in our district. Um, we have an ag- agriculture high school where the kids can go half day out our agriculture and they're learning all sorts of different stuff. We have three technology um, centers where they can go and do those exact same things. But, you know, we're a big district with, with big tax, um, uh, a tax base. And so we can do that. But it is we, we are missing our calling by not helping these students do things that they want to do, that they love to do, they're gifted at, because we as a society have decided what they need to do is go to college, not you know, not be a mechanic or, you know, not be a beautician or not, you know, and those things are huge and hugely needed. We just devalue them uh, way too much than we should. Which is ridiculous because I can guarantee you my mechanic makes bank. Oh, absolutely. Okay, because I know what I've paid. My brother is a perfect example of this as well. Um, He uh, is an AC tech repair and salesman. And I tried, I said to him, I'm like, if you want to go to community college, I will pay for you to go for a couple of years just to get some certain, you know, some certain undergrad courses if you decide to ever go back. And he said, I don't want to, I'm going into a trade. And I said, okay, if that's what you want to do, I'm absolutely support that. If you need help, I'm here to help pay the bills for that. But he actually got an apprenticeship, never had to pay a dime, went in, learned the business and is making money hand over fist Nice Uh, here in Florida, obviously, because of you know, we'll die without air conditioning, um, right. uh, because it's so friggin' hot, but, uh, you don't need, I mean, he's 23 and yeah. I just, I, he just, uh, showed me the big old boat he bought and I was like, what are you doing right. with that big old yeah. boat? And he's like, don't worry about me. I can afford it. Right. And I'm like, well, oh, we had a plumbing okay. issue uh, about a month ago and it took us four days to find somebody cause they're so backed up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. good Lord, somebody needs to go into plumbing because one, we need them. And two, you know, that, that's a high paying job and, and we just don't, we don't hit on those. That's what we need to be gearing these students that would be gifted at that and would love that and can't sit through, you know, a, a class, a semester's worth of classes over and over. And, and it's much needed. I agreed. Agreed. All right. So in parenting news today, I found this, uh, I found this article online and I thought it would be perfect to discuss. It says, science says the most successful kids have parents who do these four things. And of course, as parents, we all want our kids to succeed, but sometimes we can actually be hindering success instead of, uh, cultivating it with our kids. And so I thought, let's talk about the four things science says we should do. Yes. I'm really anxious to hear these four. Okay. Oh, oh, the business manager wants to know, can you guess what, what the four are before I even tell you what they are? Can you, can you give me the first one and I'll guess the other three? Okay. The first one, and you're going to love this. They let their kids fail. Crap. Okay. I would say let their kids fail. Uh Uh-huh. Um, let me think. Let their kids fail. Model good behavior or model. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. What else you got? Like word good? for word. Yeah. Is it really? Um, 
let's see, uh, see if I could work on my phone at the same time. I'll Google this, but uh, <laughs> model, let them fail. Um, Some of see, these I would are say weird. allow them to make their own decisions, but that might be a Yeah, a you've thing. got it too, though. It's a foster an understanding that their kids control their destiny. I'll right, give you that. You I'll and give you that. See, I want to say something about friendship and relationships. Social You got all four. Oh, so I want to just go ahead and say that I did not know that was happening. I've never seen that article. I'm not at my office on Google. I'm in my phone in the car. Look at I my, got all four of those. What? I have goosebumps. I told you he's the real deal. Holy I love this guy. Cow. Oh my gosh. See, when you're meant to do, when you're meant to be something. And it the stars align, you know. There you go. Come on, oh, that was God. fantastic. Gosh. Way to go! I wouldn't have even That's gotten good. That's one good. of those. I'm <laughs> not kidding. All right, well, let's get into this. So the first one is they say let their kids fail. Um, what used to be called helicopter parenting is now evolved into a new form of uh, parenting called snowplow parenting. Mm-hmm. It's when parents obsess over ways to prevent their kids from failing, <laughs> and they give the prime example, uh, which is the Aunt Becky. Scenario that you were just uh, talking about over on right. the video that you did, which is where she paid to get her kids into UCLA. Um, right. So w- give us some examples of how you think we should let our kids fail in the educational space, because it is really tough. And as a, as a parent of three, one who has special needs, and I'm going in for those IEP meetings and those speech meetings and all of those meetings, what do I need to do to understand this in the educational space? Well, I think first of all is natural consequences. Mm. And I think if, you know, if, if your child decides to, you know, is lose their homework or decides not to do it or decides not to put it in their best effort, uh, it's real easy to say, we're going to redo this or, you know, I'm going to run this up to the school. I, I, I love a parent that will run their homework up to the school, but that also drives me crazy. I mean, mm. if it was your fault, then that's one thing. But if it was your child's fault, don't, you know, that's a failure thing. Today, I'm going to, you know, uh, what's the consequence of, of not having my homework you know, that's a good example too. you know, don't, or, or eating lunch. I forgot my lunch. You know how many parents run it up there? They can eat the school lunch. Oh, well, they don't like the school lunch. Well, you know what? The natural consequences of walking out the house without remembering your Our lunch diarrhea. is eating oh. a school lunch you don't like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Preach. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. You're, you're spot on though with that as well, because my, my oldest has been awful about leaving his lunchbox in random places at home lately. And I know he's not purposely doing it. He's being forgetful because he does not want school. No, he really doesn't want school lunch because he – stop it, Dave. My husband's looking at me. Oh, it's her baby. (laughs) Um, But he really doesn't – he doesn't want to eat school lunch. So I don't think it's on purpose, but I've not brought his lunch to him. I've not done that. Yeah. Well, and I had my – we had a – they had a dress code where they were at it, and if they missed their belt, they get – they got demerits. And this is a good example of my kids. The demerits really didn't mean anything until they got to like 20. My kids would get devastated to get a demerit and we would get to school and they would want us to come back and get a belt. I'm like, you know, that's your decision. You know, this is the case. I'm not going to run back there and not get a demerit just because you want them to. And I think we, you know, we've got to let, to let them take those consequences because if they don't learn consequences, guess what? They're going to learn them on their own. When they're out as an adult, they're not going to be able to handle them. Yep. Yeah. We're doing an Earth Day project and everything in me wants to make this the most bomb diggity project that the school has ever seen right. with my bare right. hands. But I know I got to let her do it. And it's probably right. even harder for you because you're an artist. Well, I wouldn't say that. I would. Oh, Your God. stuff is amazing. So it's probably really hard because you can be like, get out of the way, kid. I can create something amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> Your skills suck. Get How old are you? Four? Say, oh, wait. You're four. Uh, <laughs> and then say, okay, now, child, sign this right here at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's got to be frustrating for yeah. teachers. It's yeah. like missing the point. All right. What's the next one? It's they foster an understanding that their kids control their own destiny. So it says it's called having an internal locus of focus, which is believing that your actions matter and that you can do things to affect your success. Opposite of that is having an external locus of focus, meaning a locus. It's saying like your your core. Is that a word, Jerry? It is. Well, I was thinking of a flower too and going, what what in the world is that? So yeah. They're basically saying your uh your your focal point. Yeah, but locus or, or or your reasoning behind it, like is it external or is it internal? Right, is it external or is it internal? So yeah, okay. Well, all right, guys. Where's the word locus? I didn't write the. F- I didn't write. I can't even find it's it right though. Right there. I'm so excited because you almost said a bad word right there. <laughs> Basically, parents can help their kids develop an internal. Uh, mode of control by showing their kids their actions have consequences. So we talked about this a little bit in the last one. So you're allowing the natural course of the consequence to take place. So don't right. go back home and get them their belt. Don't go home or don't bring them their school, uh, their lunch. So they have to eat school lunch. Make, don't bring them their homework. So that's giving, that's giving them, that's teaching a lesson. Does this pertain to right. like injuries as well though? Like if my kid is walking on like a piece of wood that I know is really dangerous, do I try to intervene or am I like, well, if he breaks the kneecap, he'll know not to do it again like is it all across yeah. the board uh, well i think yeah i think well a lot and again what is it small you know i've told you not to jump on that wood it's going to break and you're going to get hurt you know if it's going to end up breaking their arm but that is a natural consequence and i think a lot of this has to do with choices you know you you, you okay you want to go on this retreat but you're going to have to ask off for work what are your choices okay if you ask off for work now in three weeks from now when we're going to the beach they're not going to give you off work now and so i think a lot of that has to do with the idea you got to look through this and you got to make your choices know that there are consequences with those choices and you got to weigh those out before you make a decision right yeah 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 agreed um the third one is model accountability so good parents model accountability and will say they're wrong when they're wrong and take the take those consequences that come to us as adults as well because i'm wrong all the time i i I tell my kids at least 20 times a day like that's my bad it's not your fault i'm (laughs) just crazy in my head I'm crazy in right. my head. So I think that that's important as well and that we make sure that our kids do understand that we fail as adults and it's okay for them to fail as well. We just have to – everybody right. has to always own up to it. Right. That's the thing. we got to own up to it. Yes, I did that. I'm sorry I didn't mean to or I thought it was going to come out this way and I didn't think it all the way through. I think it's always the apology and the idea that it, accepting our responsibilities is the, the example we need to set. Right. Because we do, I mean, I forget things all the time and I'm so forgetful. I'll look for my keys for literally 25 minutes in the morning, like cussing and yelling. And then we get in the car and everybody's like, I forgot my backpack. And I'm like, what? You can't find your backpack anywhere. How irresponsible of you to lose your backpack. You're what? Eight? Good God. Get your life together. I need to work on that for real. Yeah, that is tough. Especially when you're trying to get out of the house with a bunch of kids. It is, it is yep. definitely frustrating. Um, yeah, stress level, yep. What can you tell us about um, teaching them proper social skills in school? Because I'm going to ask a question right now. This has not been scripted. I probably shouldn't ask this question, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because I feel like I feel like you've blown me away with your professionalism today. I'm no not going to lie. <laughs> um, yeah, I like that. That was my goal. Let's say hypothetically 
that there is um, a child and everybody in that child's class was invited to their birthday party, but your kid. Let's just say that happens. What words of wisdom would you give to the child who didn't get invited because they now feel like the pariah because everybody else was invited to this party? How do you tell that kid, like, it's okay, it's going to be cool? Well, first of all, I hope it's not being passed out at school. That's why we have that rule. Yep. You mm-hmm. shouldn't be passing out birthday party invitations because it always makes somebody feel bad. And that's an Aunt Becky thing. I can't tell you how many parents try to sneak on the recess field to pass it out to the six friends because oh they can't gosh. afford to bring them all, right. which I understand. But uh, that that's a hard one. I, you know, and, and, and to be honest with you, uh, it's there's a lot of different things. You know, is it what? My personal thought as a parent is why was my child the only one not invited? Well, the child so told I would think, the, the child told the other child who didn't get invited, I purposely didn't invite you. I feel like this isn't hypothetical. It suddenly. is. Be quiet. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, no. Yeah, then I I mean I think you got a bully. I mean, I think you've got a bully there that easily could have invited and and you've got somebody that's trying to be manipulative and you know, it's you, you can't really change a child. Here's what I tell people and tell kids. You know, you can't change the way they behave and the way they act, but you can change the way you behave and the way you react. Oh. And so how are you going to react yep. to that? Now, are you going to be mad at that person? Are you going to, you know, talk behind their back? Are you going to, you know, the, at this point, there's really nothing you can do. And, and I, I would want to say, you know, why is the case? Why did that child do that? Have I done something to him? You know, a lot of times if you've got a child like that, it's just because they're jealous of the other child. I don't want to invite you because you're the popular one. You're the one that's good at football. You're the one that's, you know, prettier than me. And so I'm not going to invite you, but. It's that's difficult because you got bully kids, and here's what you got: you got a bully parent. Mm, that's that's not I'm a bully saying. kid. That's a bully parent. Why would a parent allow that? Unless there's a certain situation with that child, why would a parent allow that to happen? Or if they don't know? Yeah. So I basically, right. I, I, I hypothetically would have told that child, you can, you can only control your own actions. And right, so absolutely. don't don't yep. stress about that, and and it would yep. be okay. Not because this is a hypothetical situation. This do you want to know what I would have said? <sighs> I'm a little scared. I do. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's probably because my kids are young and I'm not there yet, but I literally would have been like, F that guy. You don't need friends like that anyway. And then shown up yeah. to the party anyway with a water gun. That's <gasps> just Well, I would have said that's not the kind oh, of friend you Lord. want. Aren't you, you know, aren't you glad you know now? Yeah. You know, let's, we're not, let's not hang around that person. I wouldn't have done the other stuff, but I would like <laughs> to show up to the birthday party. No, what I would have done is I would have uh, chartered a bus and taken all the kids to Disney World except for that one kid Ooh. on his birthday party. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's remember this was a hypothetical situation. No, that's amazing, <laughs> yes. though. Please do something like that. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. Well, that was, fan- that was fantastic. That was like, that was such a solid yeah. segment. Way yeah. to go. Way to go, principal. Yeah. Yes, yes. Good, All good, right. good. Let's, yep. move, let's move along to um, Love and Marriage. What do we got there, Tiff? Love and Marriage is brought to you by Meredith, Tiffany, and Jerry because we're all spectacular spouses. Jerry's uh, got well, uh, a book. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's got a book coming out. Make sure you check that out. Look him up. G-E-R-R-Y-B-R-O-O-K-S-P-R-I-N. Yep. Yeah, very good. Yeah, thanks. You listen. Yes, yes. Good job. Yep. Okay, so there's a divorced couple who lives together with uh, new partners and six kids. Is this, fa- is this family enlightened or are they nuts? <laughs> so 
Katie uh, uh, Blackmer and her ex-husband, Stephen, had to work hard at co-parenting their children, who are 11, 10, and 5, after their divorce. But you wouldn't know it now as Katie, Katie, Stephen, Katie's husband, Ben, Stephen's girlfriend, Brandy, and their combined six kids all live happily ever after under the same roof. The family calls themselves the Blended Ten, and they live together in a two-story home in Tennessee, and they couldn't imagine living any other way. Um, what is this like for financial reasons? Like they, they both bought the house together and they're like, I'm not leaving. No, I'm not leaving. Uh, Well, it says that following uh, their divorce, Katie married Ben, who had a 19 year old son named Hunter from a previous marriage. The blended family of six then welcomed Steven into their home in 2017 after injuries from a fatal car accident that killed his brother and re- required him to have around-the-clock care. So this wow. is Katie's ex-husband. He got badly injured and needed help. So then shortly after, Stephen began dating Brandy in 2017, and she and her two kids, a uh, 7- and 9-year-old, decided they were going to move into the house as well. When asked oh, wow. the best part of this unique living situation, Katie didn't hesitate. She says, we all get to see our kids every day. So it made the most sense. Hmm. So, yeah. well, and here's the thing. When you read the, when you read the, you know, when you read the title, you think, oh my gosh, how weird is that? But I mean, isn't that an excellent example of what you really should do if you can't stay together and you're in a divorce situation, you know, that shouldn't affect the kids uh, other than you not being in the same household. You, you should still be co-parenting. Right. You should still be getting along. This is an excellent example of co-parenting. I think we step back and go, oh, my gosh, it's hard enough living with one person, much less four. Right. right. Well, that was my first thought. I was think- thinking to myself, if the business manager and I got divorced <laughs> and then I brought yep. some new stud in and he brought some hus. I don't know, but that's apparently it, it. You're right. I agree with you. Uh, I think right. that it's probably the best situation, the best of the worst, right? Because they're not together anymore. They fell out of right. love, which happens. Listen, there's no way that all four of them can be completely okay with this at all times. They're saying that they are. So no way. Uh, like, what if uh, the exes, you know, are talking a little more than normal, or they go off in a room together? You know what I mean? Like, right. I would yeah. jealous cameras at all times. Oh my! Now we're putting cameras in the whole house. Yeah, for safety reasons. For safety reasons. (laughs) You mean for you to snoop? Yes. And uh, the what? I just think think the new people are on the couch. Like, hey, uh, what the hell are we doing? Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. I do think that um, it's. I think it's a very well. You know, though TLC and all those other networks all have those like compound living shows where families like pile up and there's like 20 friggin people in there and this, that, and the other thing. And so I, and, and you know what, if we really go back, nomadic tribes you don't know what do you Meredith? mean lord you were not nomadic. she you just said nomadic <laughs> tribes and their lotus and their lotus families <laughs> they got the so goat. here's the thing they would travel as groups and they all lived together How okay you know? to yeah. survive the saber-toothed tigers oh lord <laughs> Well, but think about other cultures too. There are other cultures um, uh, that have multi generations living in the house. Correct. You know, it doesn't mean it's nothing to have your both sets of grandparents and the parents and several kids, adult kids that are married living in the same household. It's just, I think it's something that we don't think about. We, and, you know, I think that a lot of times we think divorce. Oh, I would never want to speak to that person. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be friends with whoever they were with. 
but you know, that's not good for the kids. And so they found out something wow. that worked. Well, so, and also you know. it could have been a very amicable divorce. We don't know. They didn't really talk about why they divorced. Right. It just says that they, they decided to divorce in 2016 or whatever. So maybe it was really, they just truly both weren't in love, with weren't in other. love anymore. And, and if that was the case, I would assume there aren't as many hurt feelings and you could probably move forward easier. So if right. that's the case, then it was probably, you know what I mean? Like, Tiffany's still shaking her head. Nope, nope, nope. Cameras. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I can't do that? Why are you saying that to me? Oh, yeah. You almost oh. beat him up for having a dream about being married to other women. And you oh, that's time. funny. Well, but it, yeah, but here's yeah. the, okay. So here's the, here's the scenario. If that really happened, wouldn't you want him to find somebody that was loving to your kids, that yeah. was a good person, that was a good model, and you would eventually, Ooh. after you wanted to pull his hair out, get over the idea that he found somebody great that was supportive of your kids. That you could keep an eye on all the that time. You're so crazy. There you go. Oh my goodness. I, I, I get it. I agree with you and every logically it all makes sense. The problem is is human emotion takes over and, yeah. I, and who knows well, what's going to happen. You're, you're but agree. With your heart instead of your mind. Right. Yeah. But I totally Absolutely. agree with you. This seems like they've these people have figured it out and it works for them, so I say kudos to them. I feel a reality right. show. Yep. More maybe, power to you. Maybe. Yeah, they could. They might be maybe they're in the works, maybe they're talking to TLC right now, who the hell knows. Awesome. Okay. Right. I don't know. I don't another business but uh but anyway all right so where are we this double-sided all right I'll we're pick. gonna let we're gonna let my good friend um our good friend here go Excellent. so yeah, go I ahead and, it, uh, make sure to head over to amazon to grab up um go see the principal which will be yeah, available be on april 30th uh and our next pep talk series show is june 20th am i right Yep, that's in uh, down going to be in Miami. I'm very excited. If so, if anybody's in that area, make sure they grab it. It's it's a really fun night of four different, maybe even five at this point. Uh, comedians, it's fantastic. What are we getting a new one? Well, they you know I don't know. Every time we fart, they do something different. <laughs> Every time we fart, yeah, yeah, Jerry, no, I agree. I think you're great, and I'm so glad I got to meet you and look forward. to Well, I appreciate uh, it. It's great meeting you. I'm very uh, you know have a lot of respect for both of you guys and what you're doing and the. You know, the humor and the support that you're bringing to parents and, and especially in your background and the way you're challenging people to, you know, live better lives. So I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. Everybody grow, grab the book, go see the principal. And, you know, I'd love to come back on it some other point. Yeah, awesome. we'd love you. to have you. You have a great day. Excellent. You too. See you guys. Bye. 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 Oh, it's my good buddy. He's fantastic. Yeah. I, I truly, uh, I'm not going to tell you the people that I've met that I could say, <laughs> but um, he's one of the ones that I've met that I've been like, you said that dude. before we were even on the air because we're a radio show. Dude, <laughs> I, I'm legitimately impressed that he guessed all of those freaking answers. Uh, he's a, a consummate professional. I was worried when you put him on the spot. I was like, oh, this is going to be so awkward. You know what I mean? Like that was my thought. I was prepared for awkwardness. Right. He no, he's, he did. He did. So don't forget to enter our co-host contest this season for your opportunity to remotely co-host the season finale with us, as well as receive some awesome Grove Collaborative and FabFitFun prize packs. It's easy to enter our co-host contest. Just download the podcast every week and listen for the secret code word through the first 15 episodes. Text the secret code word, then reply with your email address and like filter free parents on Facebook. You have seven days after the episode is released to enter. Every week is a new chance to enter. And every time you enter is another chance to win. Oh, my gosh. All of the contest rules can be found at podcast. Take it or leave it dot com. This episode's code word is Grove Collaborative. From the U.S. text Grove Collaborative to 44222 for your chance to win. 
From Canada, text Grove Collaborative to 158-780-0423 for your chance to win. Grove Collaborative, all one word. Join us next week for another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who, who have, have no, no idea what we're doing. Ew. Oh, Never was... again. You <laughs> <laughs> hated that. Thank you guys so much Love for spending another week with us. Yeah. Well, not a whole week, but one episode. Well, but it's this week's episode. Yeah, but they weren't like spending a week with us. You're really getting my goat. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>